Hi, you're with Shannon Rowe for Shut Up and Do It. This podcast is on cash flow positive and negative geared properties. Shen, you've recently bought one of each, really, a negative and a positive. Tell me your thoughts about these two, I guess, uh, equal and opposite opposing forces. Yeah, well, you know, this. I'll be quite frank here. This this part of it is still an evolving uh, knowledge base for me. It's still something that I'm wrapping my head around and learning. So certainly in this podcast, I'm going to be more of a listener, just taking in more of that information, but I'll definitely throw out some questions as I feel yeah. I need to, which will be great for mm. people. Well, as we've said, with this, you can have people of all different wealths and income earnings, but certainly my perspective is someone new to the game, mm. single wage, working class person. Yeah. So I think I will listen to your words of wisdom and <laughs> pipe in if yeah. I need. Cool. So, so for me, um, I started to buy property like like anybody. I looked in looked at the market, seen seen what was up and coming, and, and bought. And initially, when I started, I didn't understand positive gear and negative gear. I I bought into I guess the same Kool Aid that that everybody else had, where it's like, okay, get a get a property, negative gear it, claim it on tax, mm. which I did, mm. and that was great because the the tax deduction enabled me to to get a bit of a return so it helped with my, my tax bracket at that point yeah right and i guess anybody that that earns some money when it, when you're getting taxed it was really nice to get something back for for a change mm. yeah we spend so much on and and it's needed i mean it, it is needed for for social services and and to, to help us and certainly i i like like the fact that our taxes do go for something meaningful but on the same token i'd like some back yeah so, so that's what I did. But what happened was you hit a wall. And, and this is one of the things that I don't tell you. Like you see some of these, some of the books and okay, plug for my book, 17 properties. Yes. But you'll see other ones where they talk about, you know, zero to a hundred properties. And I could never wrap my head around how are they able to do that? Because the way it works is when you take a loan out, the bank looks at your ability to service that. And that comes from your, you know, the money that you've got plus your equity plus your investments. And if you're negative gearing, you're making a loss. So that's not actually considered income. That's considered a debt, right? So, so what happens is if you buy like X amount of um, negative geared properties, at a certain point, the bank will say no more. Mm, yeah. And this is where the the credit check and the credit card and all that sort of stuff comes into play right where they where they look at that and assess and go well based on your lifestyle we know that this is how much you spend to to live there is no way you can afford this loan and banks are obligated to make sure that they don't put somebody in a position where they know they're going to fail so so they tend to be a bit more conservative even if you feel that you can you know scrimp and save and make it work the bank just will not allow you to do it a positive geared property though works differently. With a positive geared, you don't claim a tax deduction. In fact, it's making more money than what it actually what it consumes. So, so with a positive geared one, the bank looks at that as income. They look at um, what it takes to, to run it. They look at the projections. They look at the rent. They also factor in that there will be a period where it may not be rented, and then they come up with a figure. But that adds to your capacity. So, so if you think about it and, and to put it into like a, I guess a, 
like a nice analogy. I look at it as good and bad cholesterol. Negative gear is bad cholesterol. You know, that, that, that's all the, the fatty stuff that we, we all love. But you can only have so much of that and it'll kill you. Good cholesterol, on the other hand, are some of the good foods that you, that you eat. And that good cholesterol tends to cancel out the bad cholesterol. And that's how I look at positive gear and negative gear properties. If, if I'm smart and if I stack them just right, by getting a certain amount of positive geared properties and then putting a negative property into the mix, it starts to balance out. And if I do it right, I still have the ability to purchase properties into the future. Typically what I do is I'll try to stack up just enough positive geared properties to then secure a loan for a negative year and then I'll buy a negative year. And then the next few ones will be positive year. And by doing this, in theory, unless somebody stops me, my, my ability to, to um, secure loans is almost infinite because I've got the income to, to back it. And, and the beautiful part of it is if I stop buying properties and I've still got some cash flow positive properties, I can turn the, the money that that makes to either enhance my lifestyle or I could turn it back onto the loans to reduce the loans down quicker, which then creates more capacity to, to lend. So, so there have been periods where you know, I'll sit for six months to a year and I won't buy anything. And in that time, I turn all of the, um, the positive generation from cash back onto the loans to knock the loans down. And then effectively the equity also goes up and I've got the ability to then purchase again and purchase at a, at a certain point. So, so yeah, but, um, but these are the things that I don't, that I don't tell you. Most of the things that you'll see is, is all towards um, native geared properties, mm. which, which is still good. And I'm not saying that it's bad. It is, they are a good thing because typically from what I've seen with negative geared, they tend to be the types of properties where the asset value increases. With the positive geared ones, the ones that I've seen, and there are ones out there where you also get like um, a capital gain, but the ones that I've seen, typically the increase isn't as rapid over time, but not as quickly as a, as a negative geared one. And largely that, that does come down to where the property is located, the type of property it is, they're all factors that, that play into it. Yeah, so that's, that's uh, cash flow positive and, and negative geared properties. And I think just like in any of the podcasts, doing your research, hmm. calculating risk puts you in good stead to move forward. Absolutely. And, and like I said, I, I'm, I will never tell somebody what to do. These are all my experiences and now Shan's experience because now she's, she's now starting to, to dip her toe in the, in the pond of positive gear as well. Yes. And, and understand the, how both of these um, things work. The balancing out. Hmm. Balancing out. Yeah. Shut up and do it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Hopefully, this one um, this one is actually um, one of the ones that I now I love all of our podcasts. But if you look at one podcast in, out of all of them, I hope this is the one that you're, you're listening to. So, once again, from Shannon and me, thank you, and shut up and do it.